This is Tom with the Weather Podcast. I'm your host, Tom with the Weather, with co-host Liam Barry. Hello, is are, are we going live, Jamie? Are we going live? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Tom with the Weather Podcast. I am your co-host, Liam Barry. This is the only podcast on earth that is produced and recorded by a dog, Elliot Gomez. In your Skype bio, um, I was reading it and I got kind of confused because it says, um, you know, come on Mac tonight. And I was like, I was just confused for a second because I was like, does, does he not know the words to Mac the knife? And then I felt like an idiot because I totally forgot the, about uh, Mac tonight, <laughs> the McDonald's promotion in the 80s. Yeah, unfortunately bastardized by the internet. Because um, now when you think of Mac tonight and you think of Moon Man, you think of a Moon Man singing something about uh, hating minorities. Yeah. If uh, you don't know what we're talking about, I, I, was go I went to the Wikipedia page just to, you know, just to read up on it. Because I was like, I forgot that this, was, this whole fucking ad campaign existed. There's a, a, um, a link on the Wikipedia page that brings you down to Moon Man, which is the, it says, an unofficial parody of Mac Tonight in which the character is depicted advocating for racism, white supremacy, and anti-Semitism. Man, I liked it when he was just into selling McDonald's hamburgers. What <laughs> the fuck, man? Like, I always had suspicion that Mac Tonight was probably a little bit based, based in Red Pill, but I, I didn't think he'd be going on neo-Nazi racist tirades, but, you know, I guess, uh, AT&T text-to-speech uh, teaches us something. Yeah, Moon Man is based. Based on what, you might ask? Neo-Nazism? <laughs> I guess. Apologetic homicidal racism? I'm just reading off the Wikipedia page. Advocates for race war and genocide. Like like all good things, the alt-right had to take it. Yeah, you know, like the okay sign? Oh yeah, like the universal sign for that's fine with me has now become a, a symbol of hatred. You know, the problem is, is that we let the alt-right take things because instead of saying, no, that's dumb, you don't get to associate, like, neo-Nazi movements with something as simple as the OK sign. We just let them. And then we just forever associate the OK sign with being racist. And it's idiotic because it's the fucking OK sign. It literally means OK. There's nothing based about it. It's the OK sign. I just don't understand why people wouldn't stand up for something like that. They're just like, ah, they can have it. I don't. We didn't need it anyway. Like we have more than enough hand symbols. You know, they 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 pulled off another successful epic in my basement 4chan prank. Yeah, well, I mean, that's where all these 4chan users dwell in their parents' basement. Yeah, I don't think we're ever gonna find a a 4chan user who has a very nice luxury condo. <laughs> you don't find these people living in uh, the the upper middle class. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have a need to be, like, a racist or a homicidal maniac or, like, a woman-hating sociopath if you were succeeding in life. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have a need to because no, you you're wouldn't. winning it. Why would you need to be, uh, a, like, a, a fucking racist degenerate when you own an Audi? Right. Find me someone who is as openly racist as someone who made the Moon Man YouTube parody and owns a Mercedes-Benz. You can't. They don't exist. They, they don't exist. And I'd imagine that um, just, you know, the smell of these people that make the text-to-speech things like for Moon Man. It's some I, just, I can't imagine thing. them showering that often. No, no. <laughs> you know, you just use some old expired Axe body spray every once in a while. Can we just talk about how fucking obnoxious Axe Body Spray was in, like, school? Oh, man, do I have a story about Axe Body Spray in school. My freshman year of high school, uh, it was the first week. So uh, my friend and I were sitting at a table outside of the cafeteria uh, next to the vending machines. And there was a kid sitting at the table across from us. And he was minding his own business. I think he was reading a book. And um, this kid, who was a, the bully in middle school, like the bully, he walked through the front doors and everybody was like, oh shit, like is he going to keep bullying people throughout high school? Like all the freshmen are now wondering. And so he walks over to the kid that's reading a book and he takes out a can of Axe body spray and just starts spraying the kid in the face. Just over and over, just psh, 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 
And everybody's like, oh, fuck. Like, that's, it's just going to be hell for four years with this kid. And so the kid reading a book, I'll never forget this, man, because it happened right in front of me. He he just puts the book down and gets up and he, he grabs the kid <laughs> that was holding the, the body spray and he just, he smashes him against the vending machine. And the kid goes down and he's like, he should have been done right there. But he just, he kept wailing on him. And I... I fully supported his actions and I still do to this day because who the fuck wants to get sprayed in the face with chemicals? You brought up a great point. Like, I don't even know this dude. I I don't know the kid reading the book and I don't know the prick who sprayed Axe body spray and I already want to beat the shit out of him because... That kid was quiet for the rest of his high school career. Didn't say another word, man. Would just, like, get his lunch, sit alone. (laughs) It was terrible, man. The kid fucked him up. Schools need to let kids fight, man. They just need to let them fight. Because oh, they do. They, they just, they, like, they're like, oh, tell the teacher. Tell the teacher. Never works. What are you no. going to do? Expel the kid who's already been expelled? Oh, I'll yeah. give you detention. Yes, I'm sure the kid who's failing, like, sixth grade English really cares about detention. Give me a fucking break, no. man. Yeah, no, it's, it's stupid. And I understand they don't, like, you know, parents are fucking pain in the asses now and like if you lay a hand on their kid they'll threaten to sue and they'll like you know call the police and they'll do all this crazy stuff because you know they wouldn't smack their kid uh or they do and it's like you know nobody else can but me can smack my kid which is probably why they're spraying people with axe body spray because they you know have emotional issues at home yeah i smack my kid and my kid doesn't smack any other kids when do you hear that never because kids who get smacked are going to smack other kids. Yeah. Well, because it's the culture they're raised on. It's bully culture. It is. Yeah, some parents, you know, bully their kids, and then they raise bullies. Kind of how that works. Well, like, let me give you an example. You have a kid who's being picked on, like, all the time. And he tells the teacher, and it doesn't happen. Nothing happens. They don't do anything. And he continues to get picked on. Can you really be surprised... When on the last day of school, he decides to show up to graduation with a shotgun. Like, like, can you really, honestly, truly be surprised? And I'm not talking about the mentally ill, deranged lunatics who, you know, have unfortunately shot up schools. I mean, like, the kids that you hear about every once in a while who go looking for their, like, you know, their bully in, you know, second period something who picked on them and they try to go kill them. I'm not talking about, like, mass shooters, obviously, but... You know, can you really be surprised when they've, like, had it there? Like, they're to the limit, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, it. it's a terrible, like, human reaction. And more of an animalistic reaction to to what's going on. Well, it's primal, man. It's, it's you know, it's not right. It's not based in society, and it has no place in modern civilization, but it's primal. It, That's it, why they ask, yeah. like, seemingly normal people go over the edge and they do something they shouldn't. It's primal, man. I mean, I truly believe that, like, even the most normal people, given the specific circumstances and just, like, one bad day can be pushed over the edge. It can happen. I mean, if you were, you know, in a tribe and somebody else was threatening your tribe, it used to just be like, oh, just kill them. And uh, apparently some of that, like, just that weird primal thinking is still kind of lingering around in people's heads today. Well, that's because we're animals and people forget that. People forget get that because we have opposable thumbs and we speak languages and we create tools and we build roads and shelter. And we eat all the top. other animals. So we got to be on we top. Eat, yeah, we're the dominant species, but we're still a species. Right. We're still we're on the earth with all the other species. Well, we were talking last episode with Victor, who I believe will be joining us soon. Yes. Um, about how, you know, he's seen chimpanzees getting drunk or high. Well, yeah. Yeah, we're basically the same species. Yeah, we got the same neurons firing around in there. Something I wanted to bring up, actually. We were talking last episode about Cyberpunk 2077, and we universally agreed, me, you, and Victor, and Elliot, I'm sure if he was there, the game sucks. It's a broken piece of shit. They lied about how good it was. They lied about what stage of development it was at. You know, it was clearly rushed. It had too many bugs. But something we also agreed on after the episode was when we played it, it just made us want to go back to Witcher 3. Yeah, it made you want to play, you know, CD Projekt Red's other game. And that's really sad, but, you know, it's good at the same time, like I said yesterday, because it reignited my interest in The Witcher. And I'm, I've been pretty happy about that. 
I mean, I don't think there's any argument. It's probably the best game of its generation. One of the better open world games, I think, to be released. It's it's fucking fantastic. Does anything compare? Obviously, there have been more iconic games and there are more, you know, historically important games. But, I mean, I, you know, with such a disappointing generation of consoles, the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and would it be the Wii U or the Switch? What what goes with that generation? I, the Nintendo has always been, like, in the middle of console generations. They're just like, yeah, we don't really keep up with that. We just kind of do our own console generation. They, yeah, they're, they're always sort of, like, just, like, making shit and not really caring. But, um... Yeah, Witcher no 3. passion over at Nintendo. <laughs> well, they got more passion when it comes to their actual games. I'll give Nintendo this, you know, excluding Witcher 3. I have never seen Nintendo release a Nintendo licensed game that was total dog shit. They yeah. care. They like, really They're care software. Their games are, yeah, are stellar. But their hardware is less than stellar. Oh, yeah, no, the hardware is like a, a an old gremlin. Like, I mean, yeah, it'll get you there, but, you know, you're going to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I wasn't sure where that reference was going, but that was funny. <laughs> um, I, oh, my God. I still have uh, Moon Man up on my browser. I need to, like, clear my search history before I get arrested. Ladies and gentlemen, you might be listening to Mr. Bobby Linscott, Tom with the weather, be putting on an FBI watch list as we speak. Hang on, guys. There was a knock at my door. <laughs> Um, you know, I We're told kidding. you, man, you shouldn't have uh, given the middle finger to police. I mean, it was Ice Cube back in, uh, when was that album out in 92? Something like that. I don't know. I don't listen to rap. Well, I listen to some rap. You do? I didn't know this. What I rap does Squillian Barry listen to? I'm a white boy who's not knowledgeable about rap telling you why certain rap sucks. I'm sure <laughs> I haven't pissed off anybody yet. Oh, no. Well, that's what rap is all about. It's about, um... Getting people pissed off at you so that people listen. It's a big part of the draw. Hey, and get listeners because they want to kill me because I said that XX poop in my pants XX sucks. Then you know what? Hey, I've done my job. We have more listeners. I'm pretty sure on the first episode of the podcast, I literally said fuck our listeners. So, you know, that's that's just my philosophy on it is like if you if you hate the fans, they might hate you back or they might listen. I mean, I listened to epic rap battles of history when I was 12. And um, I listened to Buddhism Hotline, uh, some of their rap. All right, so you've you've definitely been exposed. Well, because I think most rap music's just so fake now. Like Jonathan Hills, he's a real G. He understands the struggle. Yes. And to promote struggle with the word of Buddha, I think is really impressive. When I listen to you know his cover of Never Gonna Give You Up, I think you know that man is on a mission, on a mission. To bring people to Nirvana. He's he's got the street hustle, which is what I think has really been lacking in the Buddhism ideology. I think that uh, if if the Buddhist monks had more more street hustle, if they were they acted more like the OGs, I think they probably could have spread Nirvana farther and wider across the globe. I completely agree. Like, why isn't Lamar Davis a Buddhist? He just wants to help you get rid of that yee-ass haircut. Let me look up, like, who were some very famous, like, Buddhist, um, <laughs> Buddhist influencers? Like, that's, that's what they would go down as today if they were around, so like... Instagram porn models that say they're practicing Buddhism? Hey, guys, do you like my haircut today? And it's just nothing but their thigh. Yeah. Hmm. China has the largest population of Buddhists. Over 18% of the population... 18% of the population practices Buddhism? In China, yeah. It's 18.2%. Really? Like, you know, I believe that, actually. That's a lot what of Buddhism. Like, I mean, you know, I, I know by going there, we've just lost any potential sponsorship or promotion in China. But what was the religion they were persecuting? Um, oh. It was some Dalai Lama? I'm not sure. Man, I sound so uncultured when I talk about that. What was the thing that they were doing that people didn't like? Something with the Dalai Lama and the, the Buddhist monk and the thing, and it was kind of dumb. It says, citizens of the People's China... Oh, sorry. P citizens of the People's Republic of China um, enjoy freedom of religious belief. Um, <laughs> I, that, <laughs> that's what it says on Google. <laughs> ah, yes, of course. Uh-huh. I believe everything on Google. Oh, man. 
you remember that entire time in like the 2010s when Google had those cars around just collecting people's data? Yeah, that's what I thought the Google Earth car was doing at first. Something like that. And had the big tower on top of it or the big antenna. Yeah, was it like taking pictures? I don't remember, to be honest, because it was a while back. But I always found it funny because people were always talking about like the government's listening to you, the government's spying on you with tinfoil hats and all that stuff. And it's some it's some search engine company created by some SoCal douchebags that are actually collecting people's data. Thank God for big tech and SoCal douchebags. <sighs> yes, what a combo. Yeah, there's something about liking surfing and wanting to sell your data to the Russians and the Chinese. It was funny, actually. Um, Facebook's under fire right now because apparently they knew about a supposed plan by a bunch of like militant extremists to try and uh, infiltrate the National Guard to, you know, cause chaos during Biden's inauguration. And oh, yeah. they knew about it, which means essentially, to put it lightly, Facebook knew about a terrorist attack and didn't bother to tell the United States government about it until after the perpetrators were caught. Thanks, Mark Cuckerberg. Uh, you can't do that. You can't, like, just because it's, like, you know, politically controversial, like, oh, but we don't want to, like, get in trouble with anybody. You know, you know, you have to tell the FBI about terrorist attacks, Marky Mark. Marky Mark and his funky bunch. <sighs> funky bunch of domestic terrorists. Like, I get it. You want grandma's money. And you want the teenage girl with colored hair's money at the same time. I get it. You're an opportunist. I completely understand. I get the hustle. I told you. I listen and I follow the, the will and the words of Jonathan Hills. So I get the hustle. But letting terrorist attacks be planned and then going like, oh, yeah, we knew about this, but we decided to tell you after it would possibly happen. That, that, that just doesn't sit well with me, especially when you're taking money from other governments. Yeah, that doesn't look good on the old resume. Makes you look like you're a terrorist. Or at least heavily irresponsible. Heavily irresponsible. I mean, we have a Facebook page, if you don't know. Uh, it's just Tom with the weather, I believe. Uh, yep, we are now I on have, Facebook. I have no access to it because um, my Skype uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away got hacked by someone in Nigeria who took a video of me when I was sleeping naked in my bed and uh, essentially told me in broken English that they were going to send to all my friends and everybody on the internet uh, a video of me with my dick out. So, you know, I didn't really appreciate that, mostly because he declined my offers to get a better picture of my penis. <laughs> you know, I mean, I was, like, can you blame me? I mean, if you're going to destroy my career, if you're going to ruin my relationship with my friends, my family... And my associates by by sending this video of me that's completely humiliating. I mean, the least you could do is get my penis at a good angle. It's just courtesy. Like, make me look impressive. Don't make me look like a chump. It's disrespectful either way, but I'd rather be impressive than be a bum. But that is the reason I have no actual access to the Tom with the Weather Facebook page that is entirely run by Elliot Gomez, I believe. Uh, yes, he was the one who made it, and he, um, he sent me the link to it. Uh, it's pretty cool. Because he's uploading um, all our content there that we upload to YouTube. Speaking of content that was just recently uploaded, you did a cover of an Ice Cube tune. Tell me I, about that. I did. Um, the song is fairly self-explanatory. Um, it's about using cannabis and um, being, you know, less than satisfied with law enforcement. So if either of those things appeal to any of you, I'd highly recommend checking it out on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram TV. Well, I was impressed, man, with your flow because I mean, I mean, you know, me knowing all my knowledge about rap, but I mean, you you sang that like as good as anybody I know in uh, my local area could sing that tune. So I thought it was impressive. Personally, I never heard you rap before, besides obviously Tom with the weather. Um, you know your rhymes and your flow was impressive i mean yeah well you and i have I'm been not... we've seen some uh some rap groups um in the local area kind of back in the day when we used to play uh shows we used to uh, go out and play shows and you know we'd, we'd come across like some rap groups and the ones in the area weren't the greatest I, you might know which ones i'm talking about yeah I, I think i do some of them may be college educated 
possibly some maybe college educated um, college enlightened <laughs> enlightened very woke individuals some were based some were woke well, what are you i'm the woke party <laughs> the woke party's got my vote a vote for woke is pretty dope damn see what are you talking about like you can't rap that was that was a sick flow right there <laughs> That was a great white guy flow, wasn't that? Good shit, that was honky. Really, yeah, that was some great cracker college educated <laughs> rap rhyme right there. Yeah, my mom sent me a message um, saying, I can't find your rap video. Can you send me the link? She's my number one fan. Well, it's always good to have one of those, you know. At the end of the day, no matter how well you do in life, you always have your family to tell you that you suck. It's true. They'll always be there for that. Yeah. They may not have you supported financially or emotionally or in any other regard for that matter, but they'll always tell you that you're a piece of shit. That's what family is all about. You know, I don't think I've discussed enough on this episode how much I like Witcher 3. It's I, true. We know, only got into it briefly. The game is fucking magnificent. Six years there's later. So much, it, I, I'm, uh, people who were born the day that, came, that game came out are six years old now. It's that old. And it's still above everything else I've played in the six years it's been out. It's better than all most of the open world games I've played. I mean, you know, Red Dead 2 was pretty good, but I think the online mode kind of killed my enjoyment of that game. Uh, it's better than uh, the fuck ton of shitty Ubisoft games that came out. Ubisoft likes to put out the same game under different licenses because they have Splinter Cell, they have... Um... I mean, they have Tom Clancy. Oh, poor Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy rolled over in his grave when uh, when Ubisoft took that license. Yeah, when they when they released uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, I'm surprised he didn't come back from the dead to show his disappointment in that fucking piece of shit game. If Tom Clancy were still alive, what he would say to the CEO of Ubisoft? Thanks for ruining 50 years of hard work, you fucks. Yeah. Thanks for taking my life's dedication to fiction novels and turning it into uh, a gateway to sell more Ezio mini action figures on the Uplay store to have in cars you get into in game. And that's the thing about Ubisoft. A game might completely suck, but you'll always know there will at least be some sort of Ezio related item, whether it's sword or his, you know, his outfit or the you know ac brotherhood music or something you will you will get some sort of assassin's creed related nonsense out of the whatever it's called is it still you play or it's ubisoft club or something else now i don't know i forget yeah it's you play i think or is it the ubisoft club i think they oh, changed it, it again it's called ubisoft connect what? i have it on my desktop why change that um retarded people who work at companies like Ubisoft? Ah, oh, Ubisoft. Man, you know they have the uh, the authorization to make a new Star Wars game. Uh-oh. They're going to give Star Wars the, uh, the Tom Clancy treatment. Yeah, so instead of it just being greedy and filled with microtransactions, it's just going to be a boring game with no content. Full of mission markers and map icons and radio towers to liberate. Do the same thing you've been doing since 2008. This episode, we've decided to go back to one of our good friends, Mr. Victor Santos. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Liam. Thank you for asking. I know if you don't remember, we were talking about Cyberpunk 2077 last episode. We all agreed right. very briefly. It's a piece of shit game. But we were discussing before you joined how much it made us want to play Witcher 3. Ooh. I mean, The Witcher 3 is a pretty fantastic I myself don't have any progress in the game, but I have played the game on, like, uh, someone else's save file, you know, when they're just, like, way into the story and shit, just, like, decked out, and the game is just, like, so much better than Cyberpunk. <laughs> the lore, yeah, too. It works. It's just fantastic, you know? The only thing you get with Cyberpunk is Keanu Reeves, you know? And he doesn't even look that good in the game, unfortunately, so... Nor does Not his... worth it, in my opinion. There's so much content in The Witcher, man. Like... I've beaten the game, I've beaten both DLCs, and there's so much stuff I have left to do. And I'm somebody who likes to, like, 100% a story game. I 100%ed Far Cry 4, man. I got all the achievements, 
multiple times. <laughs> you know, I, I got everything I needed to get in that game, but I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that with Witcher. Because that's a game that requires, like, multiple playthroughs. It's not Skyrim level, is it? It kind of is. It's probably it's... less than that. It, yeah, it's probably less, though, right? Like, come on. Like, Skyrim is, uh, it's like, I don't I have friends who, who I've talked to recently who uh, have been playing that shit, like, since launch, you know? And, like, still, like, without mods or anything. <clears throat> or at least mods that, you know, change the game itself instead of just visual shit. Like, so much stuff. <laughs> so many things can happen. But with The Witcher 3, man, it's, uh, it's pretty big. And not only The Witcher 3, right? There's also The Witcher 2, right? Yeah, and your progress carries over, with... which oh, is really? funny. The game's even older. That's from, like, 2010. That's pretty good. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have access to The Witcher 3. I could download it. I think I have all the DLCs, too. You really... Uh, it, it, it's not a grindy game, but, you know... Well, I mean, there is. There's stats and stuff, and there's, like, levels of weapons and stuff, but really invest time into it. You won't be disappointed. It's a great game, great story challenging puzzles but not impossible so much side content so many little details that make me just think this game's fucking great i mean i i've had so much fun with the witcher 3 genuinely had so many erections many 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 erections <laughs> I've, I've i've coomed more than once playing the witcher 3 becoming a certified coomer playing the witcher 3 wild hunt hello my name is liam barry and i am a coomerholic I first discovered being a coomer when I played too much Witcher 3. Coomer Holic Anonymous. <laughs> That's oh, funny. Everyone's sitting in a circle. <laughs> like, hi, I'm Liam. Everyone's, hi, Liam. <laughs> hi, I'm uh, I'm Weather. I am uh, a coomer holic. I, uh, I first discovered this when I played Batman Arkham City, and I discovered the Catwoman silent takedowns. Wow, he's actually hitting close <laughs> to home. He's, he's basing it on a true story. Yeah, Based on a true story. I right? forgot I told him that. Problem is, is every time you mention one of the stories when you tell your story, everyone just wants to go to the bathroom and comb. I mean, I blame it on my dad because he was the one who uh, who got me the game. God damn it, dad! You turned me into a coomer. I was like, dad, why'd you have to get the Catwoman DLC too? You just ruined my life. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> oh no. People be like left or right. How about Catwoman or Harley Quinn for the Predator missions? <laughs> dude i saw some uh i don't remember what which game it was which batman game it was but i saw ps5 gameplay for it oh the new batman good, game man. yeah the um arkham what is it i don't remember arkham gotham knights that's the one gotham knights i don't know i don't, I don't know if it was that one if it was like an arkham <clears throat> if it was an arkham city or not so it's set in Gotham City, and it features four playable characters, Nightwing, Batgirl, Robin, and Red Hood. So oh, no, 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 no Batman. No, 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 no. This is Batman. Hmm. I think it was a remaster. Because I saw some fucking, I saw some God of War remastered gameplay also, and just did. Oh, so they're remastering. Uh, so fucking amazing. Games. Who's ready for Clayton Gomez? I'm not. <laughs> All right, here he is. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, Elliot, our producer, is related to this man, Clay Gomez. Can you explain to us your relationship with our producer, Elliot Gomez? Uh, we've got him. We kind of got him. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I don't really... we My got mom... him. Yeah, bro, we got him. Uh, We picked him up. Well, the police picked him up somewhere, and he went to, like, a pound or something. And then we got him. It's basically all I have nice. to say. Saving our life. Shortest, simplest stories are always the best ones. Oh, Sick. man. I, get, I hope I get to meet Elliot one day, man. I want to meet this dog. I need to shake its hand. Huh. <sighs> so, Clay, I'm really interested in this. You know, you're from Guatemala, or you originally came from Guatemala. And yes. I've read about it. I've read some stuff about it, you know, political history. Is there anything, like, currently that you know about <laughs> Political situation, economic situation. Uh, well, the government, like recently, people like completely fucking burned down the Capitol building. So, did they really? What they happened? actually did. It was like two months ago, I think. They I mean, did that in Guatemala. Ago, but they, yeah, they did that in Guatemala. They like that's actually riding. That's kind nuts. of a coincidence because you're never gonna believe this. What? <laughs> Our Capitol building was also infiltrated. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Maybe it's the new hip trend. 
Like, you know, there's like just the invade the capital thing, the Tide Pod challenge. There's the infiltrate the federal building. <laughs> I forgot oh. about that fucking challenge. I love that one. I love the memes. How hiding 24 hours in the Capitol building, my girlfriend can't find me. Gone sexual. <laughs> Donald Gone Trump sexual slapped Donald my Trump. ass. Gone sexual gone wrong in the hood. In the hood. I'm surprised we didn't see yeah. Jake. Yeah, you know what the biggest surprise was is that Jake Paul was not at the Capitol building riots. I'm not. Oh, dude, imagine. There was a few pe- There was a few well-known people. Well, not really well-known. Besides Nick Fuentes and uh, Baked Alaska. You probably don't know who Baked Alaska is. He's kind of just like, I don't, I don't really know what to explain Baked Alaska. I heard He's... he got arrested, though, for being there. Yeah, he, he got arrested. He got ratted out by Keemstar, of all people. So apparently him and Nick Fuentes are on bad terms now. Him and Keemstar Nick Fuentes. You know, the usual Twitter beef. The beef is, it could be, keep going, but right now it's kind of like moldy and degrading. Wait, can you say his name is Nick Fuentes? No, of course no, not. No, he's talking about a, said that. I got a guy called Nick Fuentes, who, who's kind of known for his, like, outrageously offensive remarks on the internet, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, I don't really look for that kind of shit on the he's, internet. Yeah, yeah. The ironic thing is he speaks very, um, he's quite opinionated about the Jews out of all of the people I think I've ever heard. But his name, his surname is actually a Jewish Iberian name. It's really ironic. Is he self-hating? I think he's self-hating. He's self-hating so, like uh, Clayton Bigsby, the blind Clayton racist. Clayton Bigsby, yes. Yes. Good Chappelle skit. Good Chappelle skit. Clayton first Bigsby Chappelle skit. Gomez. Who would have thought of that Dave <laughs> Chappelle skit would come to life? <laughs> Clayton, that comes air to quotes, life all Bigsby the time. Gomez. <laughs> so, Clay, you're a fan of the UFC, man. Um me and you, you know, we've we've had our, our differences in a variety of topics. I'll just yes, yes. that. But um, you know, we're both into combat sports. I like boxing, you like UFC. Tell me some stuff mixed about martial arts, UFC, man. Uh mixed martial arts is um I, I've I've liked boxing. Mixed martial arts isn't as big as boxing. Well it, it is kind of as big as boxing. It's basically just a, a more diverse fighting style, which it's literally just mixed martial arts. So you have Kickboxing, boxing, wrestling, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, normal jiu-jitsu, karate, taekwondo, you have all that stuff mixed in. Different fighting styles go up against each other. Like somebody could be a grappler, someone could get somebody to the ground and choke them out. Versus somebody who like to st- who would like stand up with them and punch them. Or maybe get them to the ground and hit them from top position or something. It's really, it's really unique. Well, what are the rules for UFC? Because it seems to me, and this again, this is an outsider view, so I have no idea how... Yeah is it does it doesn't seem that the rules are as tight as in boxing like there's more yeah. stuff you can do and get away with that they would consider a foul like using your elbows for example yeah like that would be considered like a penalty if you got caught by the ref in boxing doing that you'd be in trouble yeah like you still can throw elbows but you can't throw them from like a position called they call six to twelve which is basically straight down and the the actual thing behind that is really stupid because apparently Somebody in, like, the health commission somewhere saw it in a, like, karate documentary and thought, oh, if they can break boards and concrete, then they could, like, completely cave in someone's face. But, like, the people who are doing it (laughs) have, like, yeah, yeah, the people who are doing it are, like, trained fighters and, like, they're used to this stuff and they, their body has already taken a lot of damage. And that, like, that can happen. Your nose can, like, cave in on you. You completely shatter it, can split in half, blood can go everywhere. But... There's stuff like that. There's stuff that doesn't make sense like that. And um, like compared to the old UFC where like everything except maybe like eye gouging and biting was off limits. You could still kick people in the nuts. How how could that at some point be legal though? Like, right? Like even if you're not a male, for example, and you're creating some sort of rules or whatever, like in some sort of situation, like getting kicked in the nuts doesn't sound good, right? Kind of yeah, getting punched in the nuts either doesn't sound good. Yeah. But, like, the whole thing of the original UFC was no rules, so I guess they wanted to be lenient about it. And I guess that, the no whole no rules thing, the whole not punching and whatever, kind of got them, like, a bad rap, but it got them more interest because people are like, oh, my God, these two guys are beating the shit out of each other, and there's nothing really else, there's nothing really holding them back from doing it. Really, like, fucking each other up. 
Well, I was, it's interesting you brought that up. Is that why John McCain briefly went after the U.S.? That, that actually is why John McCain, that is why John McCain briefly did not like it. He banned it in Arizona and tried to get it banned in other states. Like, just recently, I think the most recent unban was in New York City in, like, 2008 and 2009 or 2010. Sometime around that, like, they unbanned MMA, apparently, from New York just recently. I'm surprised that they oh, can... So, okay. are those the places where they'd be, like, underground? You have like, MMA yeah, yeah, they definitely would. There still is underground things, but like yeah. in New York, it was they had they like the they were originally gonna hold like UFC uh the UFC event there. They canceled it, and moved to Alabama like last minute, paid back tickets, and that was how like New York started like the turn. That was like how the dark ages started for it. Is is UFC ever made a serious foothold in New York? Because New York has historically been a dominant boxing stronghold. All the big pay-per-views happen in New York or in L.A. Obviously, the East Coast, West Coast thing. But, I mean, has, has they made, like, a serious impact? UFC made an impact in New York? Uh, they had the BMF title bout between Masvidal and Diaz. That was, I guess, pretty big. It was kind of bullshit in its own way because it was decided by a cut, which sucks because, like... Uh, was it stoppage? It was It was stoppage, which is bullshit because they should totally, totally do it again and just have no stoppage like that because if it's Nate Diaz who if you've watched some of his bouts he can take a lot a lot of damage his bouts with McGregor are just great examples of that he can just keep getting hit and keep going and keep going and keep going yeah it's, it's unfortunate when a fight gets stopped on a cut especially if it's like a cut on the forehead you know it's one thing if you're bleeding from the back of the head or something like that you know obviously you need to stop the fight but when it's I, I'd say that dangerous when it's somewhere like the forehead, you know, I remember when I watched the old, um, the first match between Smoke and Joe Frazier and Irish Jerry Quarry, when it was the eighth round, it was still relatively an even match. It was just kind of a trading match. You know, they're going back and forth, but Frazier got a big cut on Quarry's forehead and it just bled. It just like there was blood all over the place, but it was clear that he was not seriously hurt by it. But they still stopped the fight because of the amount of blood that they saw. And I was really unfortunate because it's. Actually, impair his vision, right? Well, I mean, I but I mean, if it's on the top of the head, not not like near your eye. I mean, I get, uh, I guess so. It's it, it's it's just unfortunate, I should say. If you don't see a guy get credibly knocked out in a match, yeah, you can keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah, going back yeah, to like yeah. boxers fucking each other up. What I'm curious is like what like what actually happened to Mike Tyson after he he bit Holyfield's ear off. Well, so Mike, some say he swallowed it. Some say it's in the crowd. Or well, I mean, like, <laughs> so he got banned for a year and a half. He got banned for a year and a half because he yeah, and he got fined. But when he came back, he had a match, and he was uh, a match with Francis uh, Francis Bada, who's a South African fighter. And um, although he ended up winning the fight in the sixth, I think the fifth or sixth round with a good straight right. You could kind of see that Mike Tyson was old and rusty, and that the you know it was slowing down by then because he he was getting teed off in that. Mike match. just needed they, to kind of pull out a new trick. He, well, he, he was he was shot fighter by then, and then they stupidly put him in the ring with Lennox Lewis, and he got knocked the fuck out in Oteo. And then oh five, he fights club fighter Kevin McBride, and he gets knocked uh, knocked on the ground again. And he, you know he was over by ninety seven, but. They kept going on thinking they could make more money with him. And it's unfortunate because, you know, better management, more self-control. And I think he could have done better. There, There's that. And then there's just the the will to, like, feeling inside you that you, like, you want to fight. Like, taking Chuck Liddell, for instance, after his knockout loss to uh, Rampage Jackson, he wasn't really – he was like, oh, I'm not champion anymore. But – after that, he, like, talked to his coach over and over again and had to convince him multiple times to let him fight. Like, he lost to uh, – Rashad Evans, Rich Franklin. I can't really think of a few more, but I think he had two other losses, two other extremely brutal losses, all by knockout. And you could really see at that thing, like his chin that was once like known as like a fucking pure piece of concrete. He could take head kicks. He could take punches. He could take back fists. He could take anything, really. He had done it in Japan. He had done it in the U.S. He had taken almost anything from like international fighters. Like at that point, he was just not the same. Yeah, no, it's interesting to see how, like, a single fight can change a fighter. You know, the, I think Ali left a piece of himself during the Thrilla in Manila with Joe Frazier. Because, I mean, it was, he won that fight, and it's one of his best performances ever, and a serious comeback. It's unfortunate that 
it had to end that way because you know you see a guy win a fight a really hard one and you're thinking he's on top of the world i want to see this guy succeed but you know that that fight changed him and to go to mm. ufc for instance i think tony ferguson when he lost to justin gaethje i think i don't think he's the same fighter after that yeah he was on his streak and like he had been training for khabib i can't remember what really happened to khabib i think did he? I think he took a different fight or something. I'm not exactly sure. It's been a while. But you can kind of see how Ferguson is getting rusty. Ferguson has always been a, like quite quite a different person. He was very open about his loss to Charles Olivieri recently. He has a very different way of training. He has a very different way of like adapting to different things. Like He was trying to fight Khabib. Last minute, Gaethje comes in, fights him. Gaethje's like normally a kickboxer and has wrestling skills. So... It was a hard adjustment for him, and he just couldn't seem to pull it off. Yeah, it's always rough to watch that. Uh, yeah, no. Um, how does how does UFC legally get away with their sport as being as loose as it is? Because boxing is not the. There's no longer the wars they have anymore. You, you're not ever yeah. going to see Hagler Hearns or Gaddy Ward. You're never going to see those fights again. And when fights do get serious. You know, the insurance companies complain, people complain, people stop watching the fight. They're like, oh, it's getting too harsh. But the UFC, on the other hand, they have guys elbowing each other in the head. And they're like the top pay-per-view thing in the world. Mm -hmm. There's a really good documentary called Fighting in the Age of Loneliness that explains the, like, extremely what they came from and what they were, like, willing to do to get views. And, like, fights weren't originally as bloody as they were then, but, like, now they're not really that bloody. They'll just get stopped by maybe a knockout or two knockouts are much quicker in like what I've seen now from fight Island than they've ever been like. And when it comes down to like how they get away with those loose rules, I think it's just the connections they have. Like, of course you can watch two guys tee off. If you've ever seen Forrest Griffin versus Stefan Bonner on the finale of tough season one, like those two guys really wanted the contract and they just threw punches at each other and kicks for like the entire, what five to three rounds, three to five can't remember what like how many where there were but like that that's what enticed people originally like boxing okay you're gonna see two guys slugging out but in the ufc you're gonna see like two people slugging it out but like they're gonna keep going and it's just gonna be more brutal because they have more things to throw well and i appreciate and I, and I and i you know again i don't watch a whole lot of ufc but i like that because you know one of my favorite fights was mickey ward versus otero gatti and, you know, the West Coast boxers and Floyd Mayweather and all those guys are like, oh, those guys were just flat-footed brawlers. They can't do that much. And in a sense, they were. I get that. But, you know, they put on entertaining fights. They put on fights worth your money. Floyd Mayweather, as great as a fighter as he has, has never gave me a pay-per-view match that was worth the money I spent. That Canelo Alvarez fight <laughs> was the worst pay-per-view fights I ever fucking bought. And now he's fighting a YouTuber? Are you fucking kidding me? There's that, and then there's his upset, um, like his Pacquiao when he fought Pacquiao. Was it Pacquiao got like his win overturned over an injury? I think it was something like that. I don't remember the Pacquiao ending. All I remember was that I genuinely, after the undercard fights, I just, I just stopped watching. I just went to bed. I genuinely didn't care enough to watch it because the undercard fights were so bad, and the way they were building up Pacquiao Mayweather was so embarrassing. And I'm, I'm glad I didn't watch it. It was a fucking joke. It's a waste of money. I can understand that because, like, they build it up to be this huge thing, and then it's just a total burnout because the two guys aren't willing to, like, put their all into it for something. I'm curious actually ask now, Bobby, what do you spend your money on when it comes to entertainment? Because you know now me, Clay, and maybe Victor spend our money on the pay-per-view fights where a couple of morons beat each other up. What do you spend your money on? Um, well, I spend some money uh, supporting comedians that I like on Patreon because, uh, you know, they have podcasts and stuff like that. And I feel like if your content is good enough, it's definitely worth paying for. In other words, give me money. <laughs> and what I'm what I mean by that is that, you know, this content <laughs> that we're putting out now is fantastic and that you should be paying for it. But we're giving it to you for free and you should feel blessed. Now, but in terms of entertainment, I pre-order games that don't work when they come out um cyber nice. nice yeah i mean there's not really much to spend your money on anymore because you can't you go to live shows are you gonna admit I, I, I agree with buying it yeah i regret buying it i mean i i should have waited a year until they fixed it 
because I think I that's how long it's going to take. It's still not. No, yeah, I'm not I touching hate, it. Like, what, what, what are the big problems with it right now? Does it still crash often? It'll crash sometimes. They they fixed most of the crashing, but uh, Liam saw it firsthand. Liam, you want to explain what you saw? Yeah, no, he came over uh, one time. We were going to watch uh, Hardcore Henry uh, get drunk and be ashamed of ourselves. And uh, he showed me a little bit of Cyberpunk 2077 on his supercomputer. And I asked because, you know, the coomer I am wanted to know what do the sex scenes look like? And he found a girl, uh-huh. a prostitute, I believe, to go have sex with. And the first scene of the sex, the textures didn't load in. The first scene, the model were in T-pose and the textures didn't load I, in. I didn't quite understand how sex was Better going to sex work. Better because... GTA 5. Even with clothes on. Hot coffee mud. Oh, yeah. I'm right to hell with those awesome sex scenes. Clay, have you touched Cyberpunk? No, I've only seen videos of it. It seems pretty terrible. I've seen most, like, some of them don't look half bad, but maybe that's because they're trying to, like, run it on the highest setting. But then you see it, like, normally, and it's just terrible. Yeah, it's unfortunate, dude. Like eight years or nine years put into development. When was the when was it like 2013? The trailer was out eight years. I just googled it. Amount it of years has ago. been in development for roughly nine years. Nine years building so up terrible. to a game that just fucking flopped. They got Keanu Reeves last minute and it still didn't work. Ugh. Big oof. I'm just glad I didn't pay money for that shit. It's kind of like the is Google it, is Stadia. It, is it, is it like a multiplayer for it, though? Nope. Maybe, maybe it's something like, like that. Nope, nothing even like that. Yeah, I saw like a, I saw a video like hinting at something like that in the future. I feel like if they pulled that off, it would just be as equally terrible. It's like a here you go, we fucked up, but it would just be terrible. It'd suffer the It'd same fate as Red Dead like... Online. Exactly. It'll just what a fucking missed opportunity. Red Dead Online. I have never been more ashamed of a company than I am of Rockstar. Because Rockstar knows it's fucking horrible. Rockstar knows they've milked GTA Online for all it's worth. They know they've half-assed Red Dead Online. They know they've waited too long to release GTA 6. They know they've done all of that. And they can. they also know that you should fucking buy more shard cards. Yeah, they know that there's some 12-year-old who's going to floss when he spends $900,000 to buy enough shark cards to get himself the poo-poo laser stinky stinky 3000 cannon or whatever dumb shit they add to that game. The next flying vehicle they add. Yeah, the vehicle that when you press this button, it automatically kills everybody over and over and over again in the lobby. Yeah, man, like they just got to cut it out with the GTA 5 DLC, man. Things getting whack. Pretty soon I'll have to fucking buy like a... A vehicle that looks like a fucking dick that can hover around places and go up buildings and shit for seven million base, and then I have to spend another four million to buy a stupid truck where I can put my vehicle in it just so that I can make it shoot missiles, which will cost me another fucking million. It's fucking retarded, dude. Or you could play it's Witcher. Really stupid. Or you could play The Witcher Three. Exactly my point. Or you could just fucking I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know. Not spend your money on GTA Five. Breathe. Yeah, fucking. The came out recently. Came no, out honestly, recently. instead of That's... instead of paying money to buy a shark card, you could go outside and burn your money in the backyard, and start a forest fire. Yeah, there's more. Or you could just have a nice little, <laughs> or better, yeah, you fire pit. A nice little fire pit with your friends. You go, hey, I was gonna spend this money on shark cards, but maybe I'll start a fire with my friends. Invite some friends over, crack an open a beer, have a few peanuts. Who knows? You're having more fun oh, than you would be playing salty Grand Theft Auto peanuts. on fucking line. Dude, salty peanuts, like, while you're drinking beer is, like, the best shit ever, man. I fucking love peanuts, man. Oh, like, dude, peanuts are the best. They're the fucking Cash shit. Cashews so that good, dude. That shit fucking ass. It's so good. Peanuts are great. Dude, dude cashews are fucking fantastic. Dude, trust me. Like, like they have, they sell, like, bags it, like a pound of like these cashews and like peanuts and it's like like they put salt and like um garlic shit on it and it tastes fantastic oh, oh you're making me hungry the stuff you want at whole foods on sale not the garbage you don't care about <laughs> the stuff like the that you actually like the 90 percent cum soy milk 90 <laughs> percent cum soy milk dude 90 percent cum 10 percent soy Hey, I get the the collagen protein drinks there sometimes. Whatever those bullet coffees are. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. You're 
Whole Foods, the I Rich mean, People should, store, you know where that, the guy like, got run you know, over like, by the snowblower in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Or I think it was like a, yeah, it was like a snowplow. <laughs> Some guy got killed in the Whole Foods parking lot. Oh, yeah. no, dude. You're in the oh, snow oh. bed. Wow. It was like the guy who shopping at Whole Foods. Segway drove off a cliff, died. Drive off a cliff into a Whole Foods. <laughs> drove <laughs> off the into the Whole Foods. There's a cliff, and then under the cliff is a Whole Foods. <laughs> no, you see, he thought he was in a Deluxo and kept pressing A to glide. But the problem was that he wasn't in a Deluxo, and he just crashed into the fucking deli section of Whole Foods. What's worse is that he didn't have Moore's Mutual Insurance. Awesome, at least eight with. You see, his first mistake was that he didn't have insurance. He just gets a call. Your vehicle has been destroyed. I, no, he didn't call no, no. to get the cops off of him. On, on the on the topic of anger, have have you ever like been so angry but then just stopped yourself for like a stupid reason? And what was the reason? Was it the person in front of you knowing he's not worth it? What was it? Clay, this sounds a little specific. Yeah, it, no. it can be anything. On the topic of anger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, one it. time I like, got... what grinds your gears by Peter Griffin? Right, you know what really grinds my gears? Wait, wait, what is Clay trying to... ...with Jerome and Lois, and she says, you won't last five minutes to play this game. Well, I lasted one minute. And I think that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> what, you think yeah, you what the fuck is that makes you superior? Perhaps. <laughs> what is Clay talking about? Because I was not paying attention to that. I was talking to my brother. What? brings you pure anger besides video games for honor oh not video games um it could be anything oh shit not much else besides for honor tinder william what's the new app you're using oh yeah i've reached hinge Hinge, more like yeah no i was using hinge briefly and i went on two of the worst hinge dates or if you call them dates i've ever been on in my entire life do tell the chick was pretty hot, but uh, when I met her on a date, she was fucking nasty. Her car smelled like shit, and her fucking fingernails were dirty, and she fucking ate like a fucking pig. And I was just like, you know, I'm the dude on the date. I'm supposed to be the one here with bad manners, and my manners aren't even great to begin with. I'll admit it. I have very poor manners. So when I'm saying you're being fucking nasty, that's that's really, you're really pushing it. The other date I went on was actually a pretty good one. We went to uh, the Prudential Center and walked around and looked at some of the shops, and this girl was pretty hot. And she said she was interested, and I said I was interested. And the very next day, she ghosts me. I'm like, okay, whatever. Seven months later, this chick messaged me, hey, what are you doing? Seven months later. Damn. I don't know, man. Females are uh, like we complicated. En- we ended our... Unnecessarily complicated. With... You ghosting me before, you know, right after telling me that you're going to see some girl on another date. So it's like, okay, I guess that's over. And now almost a year has gone by and you're messaging somebody that I don't even have named on my contacts list. What the fuck? I don't really know what to say. What do you do? I don't know. Online dating's fucking dumb. I think anything really online is kind of degrading in its own way. Buying, consuming, watching. Are we all consuming car? Are we the consumer? We're all consumers. We're consumers. We're we're fighting. We're fighting the uh. We're we're the rebellion. Get supported by literally every government, fucking ever by fucking every company ever. Who are you referring to? Anybody. Are you, you talking about have, when like, the police let them into the Capitol building? Yeah, you. It could be any. It could be that. Selfies with people when they storm the Capitol building, or is that what it or sounds is this like? Different... It could be anything. These people are like, oh. We're the rebellion, even though they get, like, so much support everywhere else. Clay is the face of intersectionalism in this country. He's like, you know, man, it can be whatever you want it to be, man. I don't know. It could be anybody. Anything. It could be any certain group. Except maybe the alt-right. They have, like, absolutely no backers. Who knows? Um, Backers in the D.C. police when they opened the doors for them. That was very suspicious, in my opinion. Very suspicious. Apparently, like, the, uh... National Guard has no mags because there's the fear that one of them might kill Biden. There's a fear that, like, in the army, the National Guard made it, like, protect the people or at least the government or high-value individual. They were sent there that they might go on their own and kill that person because they dislike him so much. But in recent reports, he has a higher approval rating than Trump, which I I don't really understand. What a fucking surprise. 
I understand. You know, when 10 million more people vote for you, I mean, I'd assume that your approval rating would be higher. It's, yeah, it's just a pretty good indicator. The world of politics is strange. It's changed over the years so much that, could I say I even know it like it once was anymore? 2016 was one hell of a year, and it's just changed since then. Cool, you're like 15, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, just checking. Yeah, 2016 was say... one hell of a year. Well, it was actually a pretty good year. Okay, I'm gonna stop you right there. 2016 was not. I mean, you know, you know, I hate when people talk about like, oh, this is the worst year ever, because you know, years is just something we came up with. All right, but which is just a number, Liam Barry, 2020. It's a measurement of time. It's 2021, actually. I know. I said 2021. Oh, never mind. Um, yes. I'm sort of caught off by your 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 comment about how 2016 was a great year. I need to process that one for a second because I'm pretty sure. 2016 was. I, I would say it was a great year for me because the YouTube drama just interested me at the time, and that's actually kind of like I don't know. I guess it was YouTube. 2016 YouTube drama was one hell of a thing. Interesting. I mean, you could say that 2016 was a great year if For Honor didn't come out. Oh God. Didn't yeah. it come out in 2015? I don't think no, so. It came out Terrible fucking game. It made me want to come so in. Ruined my whole year. For my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My wife and kids left me because of For Honor. Irreparable scars. Everything. We're going to segue. Uh, we're going to answer some questions that people have submitted on the Tom with the Weather Instagram account. Fan mail reading time. Mail time, mail time, mail time. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. <laughs> Wonder just got a letter. Wonder who it's from. Our first one is from George. Why did they do Wonder Woman franchise so wrong with Wonder Woman 1984? I have now, not seen that film. Um, I've heard neither of I. Yeah, that it was poorly received by critics and fans alike. First, I've heard it is one of the worst movies like ever released. Like it's it's worse than Suicide Squad. It's worse than oh, no. uh, Justice League. It's it's like it's the worst fucking DC film ever made. That's not good. Is that just 1984 or no? That Wonder Woman 1984 specifically, because the first All Wonder right. Woman was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it's unfortunate though. Wonder Woman's pretty cool. Any thoughts, gentlemen? I don't and, know. Uh, the actress isn't even that bad at, at being Wonder Woman either. Maybe it didn't pander to the right crowd. I don't, I don't even know what the movie's about. I mean, from the only know what happens in I mean, the good the superhero movie should pander to the you know superhero fan crowd. But who did it pander to? Who was it supposed to be pandering to? Was it the it script? That, the normal that sucked. It might have been I the script. Was, I think. I think. Yeah, I think the script was pretty terrible. I think a lot of people did not like a lot of the scenes and portrayal of every character. Like, because I've seen, like, some scenes in the movie because I've watched some people's reviews of it. I haven't seen the film yet, so I can't fully comment on it. But, like, they say that, like, every dude except Wonder Woman's lover, basically every guy in the movie was, like, portrayed as, like, a, hey, baby, show me that ass, baby. And that they were all just basically rapists. Right. Right. An accurate portrayal of men. Am I right, fellas? Something like no. that. Okay. Yeah, am I supposed to say yes? Or yeah, like, what the fuck? Do we like... know what crowd it was pandering to now? If it was portraying men like that. BuzzFeed? Fox? I, yeah, I'm, I'm not <laughs> Fox. Fox. <laughs> who they were portraying. Yeah. I don't think Fox. <laughs> Fox News. No, I said Vox. Oh, Vox. I thought he said Fox, Fox. too. V-O-X, <laughs> not Fox. Fox, but I'm like, great, we're going back into politics now. If, you, if Fox uh, gives segment. you a... If Fox calls you out, then there's something wrong, man. You pandered to the wrong crowd. Uh, it seems to me that it was really pandering towards a, 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 a like a, a wealth businessman's idea of what a female audience wants to see. Like when Battlefield tried to pander to those people, Battlefield demonized. Well, it just screams like rich CEO checking off a list of who he thinks is supposed to come see this movie. You know what I mean? Like done with honest intentions this was not done because they truly care about portraying women in a positive light or portraying minorities in a positive light or gay people in a positive light it was literally just we're checking off a list of people we need to see this film and we're going to make everything we think the way it should be so they want to appeal to a certain audience is what you're saying like a 
I don't know. I don't want to say anything that could be offensive. Do we have sponsors that can say something politically incorrect? No, but if Ray Shadow Legends wants to sponsor our review of Wonder Woman 1984, I'd be more than happy to agree to that. By the way, your game fucking sucks, Stell. But we will play the shit out of it for some money. <laughs> we will yeah, totally still, play still the still shit out of it. But the best course of action is to just say, please sponsor us so that we can play your shit-ass game and earn money for playing it. <laughs> so to answer your question, I, mean, I, don't know. I think it was poor writing, mediocre acting, really bad story, and a disappointing sequel, honestly, because I saw Wonder Woman 1, and I thought it was a good movie. I did not like this. Well, I haven't seen it, so I did not like the reviews of what I saw, but, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll try again with Wonder Woman 3, or they'll make that fucking Batman movie. Oh, they need to make that movie. Oh, the one with the Twilight guy. Yeah, the Twilight guy. (laughs) Edward. Forget his name. (laughs) Yeah, that's his name. Our second question is from Wayne. Wayne is his dad a cuck. Wayne Wright from Ohio. Damn. Wayne Wright from Ohio? Wait, so are are we answering if Wayne's dad's a cuck? Yes, apparently Wayne would like to know if oh, his... Oh, that's not the case, then being a cuck must be genetic, because Wayne gives out real cuck energy, man. A call-out on know if it's like exposure the podcast. I'm ready for your first, folks. Wayne, if you would like to counter these accusations made by Victor Santos live on Tom with the Weather, <laughs> uh, contact us. We would be happy to have this discussion on our podcast. Absolutely. I mean, I'm only making these remarks because he's been acting real aggressive lately, you know what I mean? Don't know what it is. He seems like a pretty good guy when I talk to him, so he's a changed man mm-hmm. in my opinion. Well, I mean, we're not talking about the man. We're talking about the dad. Uh, you know, well, isn't the dad the man of the house? Well, well not if he's letting sure. somebody I'm fuck his wife. Oh, my. I mean, hey, it is his wife, right? You know, if he wants to let the fucker and she's up for it, like, why not? That's I mean, some weird loophole logic, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I mean, that's not, that's not what I would want in my particular case. I would not want my wife fucking other individuals. That's why I wouldn't suggest it in any way to her but you know you're like but i'm just hey, saying that's what he, he's it's like getting behind the eyes of a serial killer it's like what inside the mind of a cuckold again if the cuckold's gonna be a new netflix stock why being a cuckold is beneficial to your relationship please uh send us a message please we'll contact happy. wayne from ohio we'll be happy. charlie kirk we would yeah. love to have you on um our final question is from Kate, and I don't know how to answer this one because it's um, it looks like it's uh, I don't want to say a riddle. It's uh, <laughs> a riddle. I I I'm not sure how to answer this one really. I mean, I, well, I like, we'll answer it. We'll answer it. Well, like I'm afraid to read it out because I'm not sure I'm going to say it correctly or I'm going to have a stroke trying to read it. But um, maybe if, Kate's trying to kill you. If what do is what we want, what is do? If if what if what do is what we want then what do hey, what? could you repeat it one more time if what do what? is what we want then what do <laughs> what do is we what we do want, what we what want do? i'm gonna go ahead and say yeah i'm gonna say we do what we want. want that's my answer we do what we want i'm in the solid no department i'm gonna have to disagree with tom on the weather on this one i'm in the solid no department well, I think the the correct answer, I mean, the, you know, the scholarly answer would be, you know, why do we is therefore when we do, you know, you have to answer the question with a question. I think that I'm going to have a stroke in a second. I think I'm having a stroke. Right. I think I'm currently undergoing the process of having a stroke. The appropriate way to answer this question is with a question. And that is, huh? Uh, Kate, I hope that we have been a help. Yeah, no. Kate, I uh, I appreciate the response. We here at Top of the Weather appreciate the response. I'm I'm not sure we have an answer, but um, you definitely have a solid ha huh from all four chads in this uh, call. Ha. Uh, <laughs> Do us a favor and submit another question next week. Hopefully, a, a more challenging riddle. You know, can I, can I just can I just bring something up? Proper grammar. What's up? What's up with Snapchat stories? Like, what the fuck is up with this shit? Why am I getting, like, one, I'll get, like, an image of a dog that I'll be, like, playing in a yard. And then one, I'll get, like, a super overweight woman trying to lose weight while some other woman screams at her. And then I'll get, like, a UFC thing. And then I'll get some super buff woman beating up a man. Like, what is going on with Snapchat stories? 
we were actually discussing this uh, last episode, me and Bobby and Victor, and uh, we don't know, man. We we get dumb. That's why I deleted Snapchat. Is I just I hated uh, Snapchat stories. I feel like it's kind of like the YouTube algorithm, but fucked up. The YouTube algorithm gives you like videos that you would want to watch. Like you watch video games, they give you video game videos. You watch you woodworking videos, videos, they give you woodworking posted, videos. Like ten years ago. You like yeah, videos? that has been happening. We're gonna give feet porn. Oh, God bless. You like Family Guy funny moments? Cringe completion? Family Guy feet porn? <laughs> <laughs> there's some there's there's some weird Family Guy stuff out oh, there. Peter? What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, God, let me get the camera. I hope Wayne doesn't catch us. <laughs> we shouldn't we shouldn't rip on Wayne. We should let him explain himself. Next week, or maybe the week after that. Or maybe the week after that. Who knows? I mean, I'd be more than happy with Wayne to come on here and discuss with Victor the issues these two men have with each other, you know? I'm down to listen to this. I'm down to see reason. I'm not sure how to answer the question if your dad's a cuck. I mean, you know, maybe you can catch him in action. But uh, I'd say this. I'll leave it at this. If you walk by your bedroom and you hear, oh, my God, he's so much bigger than you, then I, I think the answer is a definitely maybe. So in other words, I think what basically what we're saying is we're going to be hosting um, a pay-per-view fight on Tom with the Weather between Aki Burrito, Victor Santos, and uh, Wayne from Ohio. Oh, yeah, bro. I'll fucking uh, I'll decapitate Wayne, bro. It'll pump his head off. There is some bad blood here, folks. Gotta make a name for myself, you know. Gotta stand up for what I think is right. Ladies and gentlemen, tune in next week where you will see the live debate between Victor Santos and Wayne Wright from Ohio. Both of these men have some serious bad blood, and there seems to be quite a discussion that could be worthy of a podcast. With us will be Clay Gomez, me, myself, Mr. Liam Barry, our producer, Elliot Gomez, the only producer who is a dog, and of course, the host and star of the podcast, Mr. Tom with the weather, Bobby Linscott. Thank you for tuning in.